0: On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we're joined by Chad Bishop from the Athletic Communications Department at Vanderbilt to discuss the new era of Vanderbilt athletics the staff Clark Lee has built and a preview of the doors and cats tonight in Memorial. We also touch on an addition and an unfortunate departure on the Vanderbilt football staff. All that and much more is coming right up here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Let's
1: ride. You're listening to the Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation. Anchor down.
0: Welcome back into the Door Report. It is episode 71 on a Tuesday afternoon. It is February 17th, 2021. We are, as always, presented by Fine Finewood Floors. I am unfortunately not joined by my usual co-host, Will Byram, today, but I'm still here ready to roll. And later in the podcast, I will be joined by a special guest, Chad Bishop. He works for the Vanderbilt Athletic Communications Department. So he is all um, all over the place on West End in terms of athletics, talking to coaches, so uh, we will talk with him a little bit later. About all things Vanderbilt athletics, but later today we'll also touch on the kind of smo- snow apocalypse that has hit Nashville. Nashville, obviously, kind of uh, in lockdown again, uh, starting to get a little bit better as we get into today. But Vanderbilt is still able to play Kentucky tonight, so that one will tip off at 6 p.m. Central time at Memorial Gym. So. Uh, Vanderbilt students, uh, a select few seniors will be able to attend that one in the student section. Should be a a fun game tonight. Both teams need that victory to get back on track. We'll touch on Vanderbilt's victory over Mississippi State, the first SEC victory of the season. And for Clark Lee, the offer train continues to roll on. Marcel Reed, Montgomery Bell Academy's quarterback, is the latest uh, to get an offer, especially here in the mid-state. So we'll touch on that a little bit. His staff also continues to grow. Jeff Lepak from Syracuse um, was joined um, was was hired recently. So uh, again, we will touch a little bit on that. Jaden Harrison, wide receiver on the Commodore football team, entered the transfer portal. And another departure from Vanderbilt. This one was actually unfortunate. On campus recruiting coordinator Taylor Cyrils has departed for Texas. So uh, huge loss there. She she was excellent at her job, and she's going to do great things at Texas. But. Um, she was a huge asset to, to, to this team in this program. Uh, but again, Clark, we will be fine. and uh, But definitely good luck to Taylor Searles in her. Uh, journey at texas before we get to breaking news don't forget to follow us on twitter that's at door underscore report and instagram door dot report like us on facebook subscribe to our youtube channel our podcast is available on anchor itunes spotify and google Podcasts. and while you're at it go give our podcast five
1: stars and a review on itunes it's now time for breaking news today's breaking news is brought to you by the recycling dudes you may ask who are the recycling dudes well their brothers, Graydon and Chapman, and their dad. Drew Smith, who is a Metro Nashville firefighter, living in West Mead. The Recycling Dudes recognize the need for a service that would take glass to the recycling for busy homeowners who care about our environment. They pick up your glass, separate it, and take it to be recycled. They offer monthly service as well as one-time party pickup, starting as low as $10 per month. All you have to do is sign up on their website at RecyclingDudes.com. All right, it's time to talk about Vanderbilt's victory over Mississippi State, and this was an impressive
0: victory. Um, it, this was not even close. The best overall performance from this team in the Stackhouse era, uh, no doubt about it. And and you know, it, it was kind of a, a team effort. It was a group effort in getting this victory. They shot the ball extremely well, and and surprise, surprise, Scottie Pippen Jr. played excellent basketball. 18 points, nine assists. He was the the game's MVP. But Max Evans was Vanderbilt's leading scorer. He had 20 points. He was four of eight from three-point range. Him and Scotty both shot the ball really well uh, from three, both 50%. And they made some huge threes uh, at some big times in that game. Cleavon Brown, the importance of him. Also, he had 15 points, uh, two rebounds, five steals on the defensive end. Uh, You also had Dylan DeSue with eight points and three points apiece for Studi. Trey Thomas. And Jordan Wright, DJ Harvey had too, but this was a team effort. They shot well from the free throw line, they shot well from deep, and they shot well from the field. And when this team shoots the ball well, uh, as Chad Bishop actually touched on a little bit later in the pod, they typically win the game. Um, now, they have only won at one SEC game this season, but a lot of the games at the beginning of the season, when they shot the ball well, they were able to get that victory. And, you know, a lot of the losses in the SEC, they shot, they shot decent, but the defense was not uh, was not on par. Um, and 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 there's a core of players on this team that that have to play well. That have to you know put up at least double digits and 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 show their impact on the floor. And those three guys are Scottie Pippen, Dylan Dessou, and Max Evans. Now Cleavon Brown's starting to come on a little bit after um, you know his injuries injury last season. But those three guys and then plus Cleavon Brown, those three to four guys are the core of this team. And if they're not playing well, if they're not leading um, as as ve- see, you know veteran players should. You know this team is 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 not is not on track because they have a lot of young guys that that are that are that are you know that want to be molded that want to uh, be great players in this organization and those are guys like Miles Studi Um, you know even even a guy like Edukay Obina who who needs you know probably some encouragement from time to time just because he has also struggled this season but a big thing for me this season kind of I think has aided the team's turnaround a little bit uh, in terms of chemistry and just playing with a little bit more swagger is Max Evans. He's shot the ball a lot better and he's playing with more confidence. Now, you saw you didn't really see a whole lot of that at the beginning of the season. He wasn't taking shots, you know, he he wasn't necessarily playing well defensively, but now he's kind of picked up his mojo and is playing with a lot more Confidence and swagger, and and that has helped this team's chemistry. So no doubt about that, Vanderbilt, um, they played their best game of the season against Mississippi State, and they were, they were rewarded by that with a victory, uh, their first SEC victory. And they now will send it to Memorial Gym tonight against the Kentucky Wildcats. The last time these two teams met, Vanderbilt had a tough loss. It was at Rupp Arena. Three-point loss, seventy-seven, seventy-four, kind of a, <laughs> a typical occurrence uh, nowadays at Rupp Arena for Vanderbilt. They just, you know, they just, they just can't ever get it done at Rupp. But they have a chance to bounce back tonight again. Six o'clock tip on the SEC Network. For the Commodores in this one tonight, we, we talked about it with with uh, with Chad Bishop. They got to shoot the ball well and play defense, and and it 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 seems simple. But if they're if this team is doing that, they are winning the game. Um, Kentucky's defense is is very long. They're a great defense. Uh, but if Cleavon Brown and and Edukay Obina and, and even Quentin Maloa Brown can kind of hold their own uh, down there in the paint and and not get bullied by Kentucky, I think this team has a chance tonight. Uh, Kentucky is another high turnover rate team. You know, I, I think I think it's going to be a close game. The line is about three and a half favoring Kentucky. Um, I think you know if you're a betting man, I think you hammer Vanderbilt uh, to cover there. Uh, but again, we'll see. I, I, I think I, I thought it was going to be a little bit higher than three and a half, but. I think Vegas likes Vanderbilt. I like Vanderbilt, too. I'm not going to say I like Vanderbilt to win, but I think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to Scottie Pippen Jr. and Max Evans and even to Sue, You know, I mean, But if, but if Scotty and Max shoot the ball well, this team is usually having success. They were both 50% from the three-point line against Mississippi State. We'll see if they can keep that going tonight. Again, 6 o'clock Central Time tip-off at Memorial Gym. Vanderbilt's got to get this one to kind of get back on track, get their second SEC one of the year, and get to seven wins overall and then they will play Alabama, the top team in the league, on Saturday. So a uh, huge opportunity tonight for Vanderbilt. We'll see if they can get it done tonight. More offers, though, for Clark Lee. The latest is Marcel Reed, Montgomery Bell Academy's quarterback. He is in the class of 2023, and he's going to be a really good player. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if he, if he wants to stick with quarterback or not, but he is the son of Rod Reed, Tennessee State's football coach, and you gotta believe, I, I'm not speaking for the kid, but you gotta believe that Coach Reed would love for his son to stay in Nashville, be somewhat of a hometown hero, and 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 commit to Vanderbilt and and help help Clark Lee build something, because Clark Lee obviously is a graduate of Montgomery Bell Academy. Barton Simmons is a graduate of Montgomery Bell Academy. You have two NBA grads that can relate to this kid and say, Hey, you will start right away. You're our quarterback after Ken Seals and let th- let's get this thing rolling. I mean, I, that, that's your pitch. That's got to be the pitch. And I, I, I you know damn well that Clark Lee is going after this kid with everything he has. He's going to put all his chips into this guy because I think if you get Marcel Reed, that sends a message across not only SEC but college football that you are dominating the mid-state, you're dominating the state of Tennessee, and you're here to stay. So I think this will be – this is a power move offer for Clark Lee. I know we tweeted about it. We said, there it is. Um, and and Marcel Reed obviously is, is going to be a tremendous um, college football player. He's already a great high school player. We'll have to keep a tr- keep an eye on him, keep a close eye on him at NBA uh, here in the next couple years. But 2023 player here in a couple years, you could see Mr. Reed on campus at West End. couple more topics to get to. Um, Jeff Lepak from Syracuse has joined Vanderbilt staff, and the Commodores staff all of a sudden – is looking pretty orange in 2021 with a few Syracuse uh, coaches coming over to help Coach Lee. Um, Justin Lustig, the special teams coach, is uh, is is with Vanderbilt, and now Jeff Lepak is uh, is is over on West End. He returned to Syracuse as an offensive analyst in 2020 after serving as an operations recruiting analyst and special teams coordinator. Uh, from twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen. He previously played for Dino Babers at Eastern Illinois and he was a grad assistant at Bowling Green. So definitely some relationship there with Clark Lee being at Bowling Green. Um but again this is another type of guy that, that Clark Lee it has added and this staff continues to grow. You know, I think a lot of us thought it was it was done expanding, but uh, Clark Lee's not done yet. And uh, you know it's gonna be interesting to see how it builds. But they did lose um one person, and this is a big loss, Taylor Searles. She is the on-campus recruiting coordinator. She's she's a very bright young talent in this business. And we saw Coach Grooms leave, Vanderbilt's operations director of football operations last season. And that that hire from from Steve Sarkeesian probably um you know kind of put the put the bug in the ear for Taylor Cyrils and she has departed now for Texas as well. So grooms to Texas and Searles Texas Taylor Searle's huge loss, uh, but again, she will do great things uh, there in Austin. Now it's time to send it over to Chad Bishop. This this is a great conversation. He works in the athletic communications department at Vanderbilt, he is a 2006 graduate of Georgia Southern. He was covering Vanderbilt up until 2019 and then he got a job within the athletic department. So uh, we talk a little bit about his journey to Vanderbilt and, and kind of the changes he's witnessed within the athletic department. We talk about Candace Lee, Daniel Deermeyer, Clark Lee. We touch on basketball, and we also touch on baseball with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter getting it rolling this weekend against Wright State at the Hawk. We've got all that and much more coming up. Stay tuned for Chad Bishop here on The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. Before we get to our interview with our special guest, Chad Bishop from the Athletic Communications Department at Vanderbilt, it's now time to send it over to Gary Scales for a few words on our presenting sponsor, Alaco Fine Wood Floors.
1: No matter what style you're going for, you can trust your flooring job to Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Take a walk through the woods in your home every day. Get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303 alaco finewood floors craftsmanship you can stand on welcome back into the door report presented by
0: alaco finewood floors i am now happy to be joined by chad bishop he works for vanderbilt athletic communications department he is a 2006 graduate of georgia southern he started working at vanderbilt uh, in 2019 so uh, still you know a young buck on, on west end at vanderbilt but definitely happy to have him on the podcast chad how you doing
2: I'm doing great man just trying to thaw out actually uh, actually left the house today to go make a grocery run and drop the kid off at daycare so Hopefully to make it to Memorial Gymnasium later to watch the cats in the doors as well.
0: No doubt about it. Getting ready for that one tonight. And this is definitely a time of year. I'm glad I'm down here in Florida rather than in Nashville. So you guys are uh, surviving, hopefully, up there. And and I was kind of shocked, personally, that this game is able to happen tonight. Kentucky, I think we all kind of figured out they did the smart thing and they got down here, what, Monday? um, and, And, you know, they're ready to go. So definitely credit to them for, you know, actually making this happen tonight.
2: Yeah, I was joking with uh, John Clay from the Lexington Herald-Leader. Hopefully they got a hotel right next to the arena so they can just walk because it's supposed to get just as nasty Wednesday night uh, into Thursday morning. Um, you know, I don't even know if Kentucky will be able to make it back to Lexington after the game. So hopefully, um, hopefully the snow holds off a couple hours until late at night and we can get that in and, and go on our merry way because as we know, getting basketball games in in 2020-2021 has been a struggle for everyone.
0: No doubt. It has not been easy and we will touch on basketball a little bit more towards the middle, but I do want to touch and and kind of start things off with Clark Lee, the hiring of of him at Vanderbilt and, 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 you know, kind of what, what he has brought. Uh, But before we do kind of dive in him, I want to ask you personally. What kind of changes have you witnessed, you know, during your time on West End within the athletic department because obviously there have been substantial changes, uh, but from your perspective Chad with you, you know, talking to coaches and, and kind of having a presence there, what are some of the changes that you've witnessed throughout that department during your time at Vanderbilt?
2: Yeah, it's it's been wild to say the least. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, when I, when I joined, you know, Malcolm Turner was the athletic director. Uh, And shortly thereafter, uh, Candace Lee took over. Uh, Derek Mason was the football coach. Um, Now Clark Lee has taken over. Um, You know, Jerry Stackhouse was hired, you know, not, you know, just a little bit before uh, I started working there. So there's definitely been a ton of changes. And uh, I think overall there's kind of, I don't know if mindset's the right word, but just kind of a different, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll go with mindset. I mean, it's not, it's not better or worse than it was before. It's just different. Um, you know, with a new athletic director, a new football coach, Jerry Sackhouse being a very new basketball coach, uh, Tommy McClellan coming in, Christine Kelly coming in, just, uh, you know, some new higher-ups have joined the ranks. Um, so just kind of maybe a, a different direction or a new way of thinking of things or, or trying new things. And then, of course, from a communication standpoint, uh, athletics communications and university communications have joined forces to kind of uh, help build the Vanderbilt brand and help tell more stories and help um, you know, get more content out there to the masses so that that's been a change as well. Uh, it's been an interesting time before and a lot of uh, ups and downs and, and weighty murky waters and in terms of not knowing what's going to happen next. But I think uh, I think we're on good foundation now and appear to be moving forward full steam ahead.
0: And I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans, you know, will agree with you in the fact that, you know, everything's so new, especially with with Deermeyer and Candace Lee and Tommy McClelland. And but but it's, you know, like you said, it's refreshing and, and it's something, you know, to, to look forward to. I do want to ask you on that topic. What can you say a little bit more about the combined vision of, of, of Daniel Deermeyer, Candice Lee, Tommy McClelland? There's so many more people involved. Uh, especially people like you who are are also um, you know on that task and, and Clark Lee, you know, as they kind of begin the journey to you know, at least in football, kind of respectability back in the SEC. So you know what what are kind of some of the things they're working through right now to 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 get back to that?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Daniel Diermeyer because I kind of left him out you know through all <laughs> those changes and't forget Wendell about and him. Daniel, yeah, Daniel Diermeyer and and Chancellor Zeppos. Um, you know, I, I think I understand where Vanderbilt fans are coming from in the sense of they've heard some some chatter and talk before about facilities or money and none of it's ever happened. But, you know, seeing what Chancellor Daniel Deermeyer is doing and, and his vision for athletics and what he, he said kind of publicly and behind closed doors, mm-hmm. not to me, of course, I'm not that high up to be involved <laughs> in those conversations. But I mean, you know, he was at the basketball game recently. He, yeah. he sat there. He watched the entire game. He was in a suite really by himself taking in the action Mm -hmm. Um, you know I know he is he's mentioned tons of times how he grew up a a fan of college sports when he moved here to the to the United States and I don't I don't perceive it as just being talk I think he really is invested and really understands how important it is again that's not to say prior chancellors you know didn't uh, Mm -hmm. value athletics uh, but I think Daniel Diermeyer really sees Vanderbilt athletics as, as being a key part of growing Vanderbilt University so I think he's very involved uh, I know he reads a lot of athletic articles whether it's from us or or elsewhere he, he keeps his finger on the pulse of what's going on with Vanderbilt athletics and the SEC and of course that goes without saying so does Candace Lee I mean mm-hmm. you know she's been on the west end forever you know right she's as a basketball player as a as a as a student worker and the list goes on and on moving all the way up the ranks. so she knows what it takes and knows the battles ahead but um, you know, I think she's going to be stern and trying to move this program forward and do some things that haven't been done before. And I'm excited to see what's next. We all know that some of those uh, uh, football renovations have, have started mm-hmm. in, in the works. And, and so that's putting some money where the mouths are. Yeah, and I think that that's big. And so let's let's all kind of watch and see what happens. And um, I think it's an exciting time for sure.
0: No doubt. And you touched on Candace Lee Chad and, and she has been a topic, a hot topic, especially on this show, because we've kind of gone back and forth. But after the hiring of Clark Lee and some of the, the assistant coaches that have been hired, and and like you talked about, the putting the money where the mouth is, a lot of money is 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 being put out there. So that's kind of put us in the position of okay, Candace Lee is is here to stay and she is here, you know, to make her mark. Um, so what, what does that kind of say about her and, and, and because she, this has been a very, you know, tumultuous time as an AD, because, you know, this is, is a tough time to be an AD, especially a first time AD. So, um, you know, just touching on her a little bit more, what, what, what do you think her impact has been here in already a short time?
2: I think it's been great. And I think it's, it's even going to be better. Excuse me. She, you know, I think, you know, I get the sense when I talk to Kansas Lee, First of all, that a lot of people might say, well, she's just David Williams 2.0, or she only got the job because David Williams was in front of her, and I I, w- I would sense that get that gets under her skin just a tad, and, and she wants to kind of pave her own way, improve that prove her worth, improve that this is a new era and it's her era, uh, and she's gonna do things to make Vanderbilt. I thought it's great, and then the second thing I'll say is, I think it's easy to forget that uh, that Candice Lee was a Commodore and she played yeah. basketball for the school and she wants Vanderbilt to succeed, and I'm not saying other athletic directors maybe wouldn't want that, but I think it's a little bit more personal, you know, to her, so I don't think she's going to shrug her shoulders when, you know, a team has a losing season or, or, you know, a team doesn't seem to care. They're going, you know, in a completely different direction than she wants. I mean, she's going to mm-hmm. make every program on this campus be as competitive as possible because I, I think it means a little bit more to her than, than maybe it would others, and Um, so you know for people to maybe be you know naysayers or doubt that um, I I think that would be my rebuttal is you're talking to an alum you're talking to a former student athlete who really values wins and really really values Vanderbilt being on the big stage and um, you know she's an AD that she's going to be at every every meet uh, every uh, match every game possible um, especially when COVID lifts I mean you're going to see her face more often than ever but um, I'm glad you brought up COVID because imagine um, becoming AD the way that she did, you know, following David Williams and following Malcolm Turner and then yeah. COVID hit and then tornadoes and snowstorms. And I've been to deal with, you know, some some budgetary issues and mm-hmm. some travel restrictions and uh, student athletes battling a pandemic. It's it's been wild. And she's just kind of studied the ship to use a Commodore pun. Right. I mean, she's, she's up there the, at the bow of the ship, just kind of leading the way. And I think she's done a fantastic job.
0: Commodore Lee, I guess that's uh, the the new name there. Um, Chad, I, I do want that kind of brings us to Coach Lee, and and he yeah. obviously being a Commodore too. I bet that was really cool for them too to kind of meet up and 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 you know even on the phone, but in person, I bet that was really cool, even in in this time of COVID. Um, you know, being able to 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 talk to each other in person. What kind of an I know we talked about impacts here, but what and again early or very early in in his career here, but what kind of an impact do you think he's already made on campus, especially as we touched on earlier, a lot of the assistant hires? Because I think that has opened eyes to the SEC and nationally because he's getting Commodores coming home and, and and that's huge, I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans believe.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's key. I mean, I think there's something different when you talk about a, a Vanderbilt alum, you know, coming back to campus and being able to really relate, you know, to the student athletes and what they're going through and, and how they handle, you know, trekking across, uh, you know, the West End campus and then coming to football practice and then studying all night for the exams. And it's just, um, you know, I, it's funny when I talked to Clark Lee the other day, he said, you know, not only did, you know, Vanderbilt education help him where he is, but, you it helped him learn to buckle down and pull the all-nighter to write the essay that was due in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that'll just be really relatable to the kids on the team. And then uh, I definitely think it helps when you talk about alumni relations and former players when you bring in Earl Bennett and Norville McKenzie mm-hmm. um, and, and keep Joe Von Hay on staff. Uh, and then you got a guy like Barton Simmons who is obviously not an alum, but is local enough and has been around for a long time that that I think will really help relate. Um, to, to, to players and past players and, and future players. And, and so I think he's just kind of set, you know, a, new, a different standard, a different groundwork of saying, you know, I want guys who can come in and, and know what's going on on this campus and know how to talk to these kids and understand, you know, what's gonna happen moving forward. So, um, you know, I, I think it's definitely clear what he was going for to start his tenure. Uh, and now we got to kind of find out what's next and, and how spring practice is going to go. And I, I know we're all just – we wish it was August instead of uh, – Yeah. So we could see that team on the field because, yep. you, know, like you guys, I'm dying to see how they play football. But um, that will come here in a few months for now. It's, I think it's, it's awfully clear of, of he's going to be very stern and he's going to be very methodical in his, his effort and laying the groundwork of this program.
0: Yeah, Will and I have been talking a lot about, um, you know, kind of how this 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 is all come about, and a lot of uh, the Commodores coming home. But we were also talking about how if you're if you are a a state a kid from the state of Tennessee, and you have Javon Hay, Clark Lee, Earl Bennett, you know, and those coaches coming into your house and, and giving you that pitch to to come to Vanderbilt, that's I mean, that's kind of a no brainer decision to me, and and that is what I think attracts. Um, not only a fan, you know, and, and, Vanderbilt fans, but also should attract players and they should in the next few years, I think be able to dominate the state of Tennessee in recruiting. What do you think uh, their recruiting pitch? You know, we talked about recruiting pitches all the time, but how do you think, you know, it, it'll be different than a lot of Vanderbilt coaches previously, because I know they are also bringing on a lot of NFL coaches um, that they are trying to preach. Okay. We can get you to the NFL, but also get you this degree uh, from a great university.
2: Yeah, I'll be curious to see how, kind of how that plays out. I, I know, you know, Clark Lee has already mentioned a few times, you know, and this is kind of standard for Vanderbilt Athletics, right? The 40-year decision, yeah. the full decision. I mean, that's been key. You've seen probably seen some of the literature floating around on, on social media that some of the kids have, have posted. Um, but, but I think the other, you know, big facet, you know, from Clark Lee um, is just, you know, again, being able to relate to those, yeah. you know, those young men and saying, hey, this is why I made the decision. You know, maybe this is a good idea why you should make the decision. Another thing he mentioned to me the other day was, you know, I asked him about being in California and South Dakota and the Carolinas and upstate New York. I mean, he's been all over the country. And he yeah. said, yeah, you know, I could definitely go that direction when it comes to recruiting. But right now we want to focus on a five hour radius around mm-hmm. Nashville. So You're going to yeah. look at the state of Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, uh, Alabama, Georgia, just kind of the Southeast footprint for now, for the immediate future, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, Trying to lock up some of those big-time prospects in the state and, and nearby, so they don't go to Tennessee, so they don't go to Memphis, so they don't go to Arkansas or Arkansas State, and trying to get you know more of those kids that have maybe left in previous years uh, to get them to come play for the Commodores. And, and like you said, I think that'll be big because they got some guys on the staff who've been who've been Commodores who know the area who have played in the NFL, um, and that's going to be a big recruiting pitch for the staff.
0: I want to send it now to the hardwood Chad and uh, in, in a really, really weird season for college basketball. And you, you touched on it earlier, you know, whenever they can get in games, they're going to take it. And, and that's what's kind of happening tonight with Vanderbilt and Kentucky. It's a huge game, you know, for both teams to kind of um, you know, kind of, turn their season in the right direction towards the, to the end of the end of the season. What are the positives that, that, that you've been able to see obviously from a tough year, uh, but they have a chance here under coach stack to kind of get some momentum, build some momentum, like they did last year here at the end of year two.
2: The positive that I will start with, I was talking to someone the other day about this is this, this team continues to fight and that they haven't thrown in the towel. And I think that Mm -hmm. would be easy in the middle of a pandemic uh, You're in last place. Um, You know, there's been, guys in and out because of COVID there's been games canceled and rescheduled and postponed. And you watch that Mississippi state game, you watch the Georgia game, some of these games recently, South Carolina, uh, they, they just continue to fight and continue to try to continue to press on. Mm-hmm. And I think that really speaks volumes. It's not, there, there hasn't been lack of effort, you know, from this team. I mean, execution, sure. They, they've struggled greatly at times, but you know, I think you see night in and night out, the guys are getting in there and they're playing their hardest I mean, look at Cleveland Brown. It would have been easy for him to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've been injured. There's been a pandemic. I'm not getting a ton of playing time. Maybe I'll call it quits, but he comes out there and has 15 points in that win against Mississippi State. Um, you know, DJ Harvey, a lot of people were expecting him to have a huge role. He's really struggled getting acclimated to SEC basketball. But again, he's he, you haven't heard a peep out of him or haven't seen, you know, any you know terrible body language out of him. So just some of that stuff is noticeable to me that these guys continue to fight, continue to play. Um, whether they play three minutes or 33 minutes, they're, they're continuing to, to fight and, and play with maximum effort. Um, and I think that really kind of speaks volumes to Jerry Stackhouse and how he runs his program, that he's, he's very honest with his kids. He's very forthright, but he's also very encouraging and explaining to them if they continue to follow the process and follow the game plan, good things will happen. And that's what happened in Mississippi State. So now you kind of look toward the end of, end of February into March I mean, I'm not saying they're going to make a run and win the SEC championship, but, you know, even John Calipari said the other day, scary team, you know, team that probably nobody wants to play because they continue to come at you In any given night, they can make 15 threes yeah. and eliminate you in a tournament setting. So um, it, it, it's, it's fun. I enjoy watching Vanderbilt basketball because night in and night out, um, you know, I think they're, they're very good offensively. They won, run very creative sets and you come to the arena, you think they're going to have a chance to pull off a win. Yeah. and it hasn't happened a lot in the Jerry Stackhouse era so far, but um, it's not like I, you know, kind of roll my eyes and grumble that I have to make my way to Memorial because I'm gonna blow <laughs> out. Yeah. Then I- you know that they're going to be competitive as much as they can.
0: Yeah, you're still able to go inside Memorial Gym. I know it's not the same atmosphere, but to be able to be there. And and there will be a, a fair amount of senior students tonight, which is going to be uh, fun to, to, to see them uh, getting after it. I do want to talk about tonight's game, uh, 6 o'clock tip. Kentucky is obviously um, – kind of a tough matchup for 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 a lot of the teams in the SEC but they haven't been able kind of like Vanderbilt they haven't been able to to put the wins um in the win column so what are your keys to victory tonight for Vanderbilt to kind of get back on track
2: Yeah it's it's interesting it's kind of um you know two two ends of the spectrum Kentucky has has really struggled offensively this season but been pretty good defensively and we all know Vanderbilt has really struggled defensively especially in SEC play but again offensively they they've been pretty good so to me, it really comes down to defense for Vanderbilt. I mean, if they're able to play like they play traditionally offensively, they'll be fine. But if they don't defend the Wildcats, they're, they're not going to stand a chance. I know it sounds simple, um, but look at that Auburn game when they held Auburn to 23 points. I mean, that was some of the best defense they played all season, but then they forgot to play defense in the second <laughs> half. Uh, you got to put, you know, 38, 39, 40 minutes of defense together against Kentucky if they do that, they'll be right in the game at the end. And, you know, they were right in the game in Lexington before losing by three. Yeah. So that, that's that's kind of it for me. Just, just play lockdown defense, play some of the best defense they played all season, and, and they should be there at the buzzer.
0: Yeah, six o'clock tip SEC Network later tonight. I do want to end it here, Chad, with a little bit of baseball talk. Uh, Vanderbilt kicks uh, kicks it off Friday against Wright State. Uh, again, it's going to be really fun to watch. A couple of pitchers by the name of Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. I mean, everyone's waiting for them to to step onto the mound, and and you know, it's kind of it's kind of scary if you, if you're the rest of college baseball looking at those two guys. They should be pros right now. You know that they, but another year of eligibility, and and, and here they are. So what? what are you expecting from, from not only this pitching staff, but also, you know, in a sense, a young team, a younger uh, Corbin team who is led by their staff. But uh, again, a lot is going to ride on on the offense and those bats.
2: You know, what I think it's going to help this team is is in a weird way. they having not been a 2020 season, because I, I think that 2020 team would have felt some tremendous pressure to be able to do what 2019 mm-hmm. did. And so now that it's 2021, I mean, that. that it seems like 10 years ago, even though it was less than two years ago. And so I think this team is probably going to have a little bit new, newer of a mindset, going to want to kind of carve their niche and, and make their own statement. Um, and my curiosity comes around two things. Who's going to start that third game on the weekend, right? We know it's it's Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter on the weekends, but then are you going Sam Levoke, Ethan Smith, Hugh Fisher? I mean, who's going to start on those Sundays? Christian Little? You know, the young kid who enrolled early, yeah. who's going to step up and be that third starter. And then how will that offense look? You know, will it be, you know, I doubt it's going to be that 2019 team that puts up a thousand home runs, right? It's probably going to be a little bit more quicker and faster, uh, maybe a little bit more smaller ball, you know, type mm-hmm. of offense. But, but how will that kind of evolve over the season? Um, so it, it, it's, I think it's going to be a completely, you know, different team in terms of, of how we view them and, and how we watch them and how they play. And I think that's exciting to see. It's it's funny that you know they're they're picked to finish you know behind Florida in the SEC, yeah. and the folks are a little bit up in arms about that. But, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you know when you're when you're in the SEC, I mean, you know you could finish like six in the SEC yeah. in the College world Series. So yeah. I just, it, when you look long term and you look at the big picture of Vanderbilt baseball, you don't want to face them in a regional or a super regional because you got Kuma no. and then Jack. Exactly. You know how we getting past that, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so it's just, it's a long season. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of growing pains and some struggles early on, like a lot of younger teams, but they'll be fine. They'll be right there at the end. You know, we expect them to go to regionals and super, and you're not allowed allowed to say the O word around here on campus. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. We'll yeah we'll have to see uh we've got a busy week for vanderbilt athletics that means a busy week for you chad so again good luck with your coverage this week and and, and all your work uh have fun tonight uh maybe get get some pictures of the students some videos uh, so that we can actually get a little bit of a touch of memorial magic uh chad thanks again for uh for joining us to, to tonight this was really fun all right
2: it's been a pleasure thanks for having me
0: well that does it for episode 71 of The Door Report powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors huge thanks to today's special guest Chad Bishop works in the Athletic Communications Department at Vanderbilt before he was covering Vanderbilt and now he is on West End working for the Commodores Fun Times on West End it was great to talk to him for myself Billy Derrick and our special guest Chad Bishop you've been listening to episode 71 of The Door Report powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors